Lincoln Rand's office. Once again, Lincoln Rand sits on the floor and spins yarn on a wooden chaka, donning nothing except for a white loincloth. The Indian dude approaches him. Mr. Rand, I'm... I'm so sorry. Um... I didn't know anyone was filming me that night. Um... Hallahan did this. You know he did this. He wants to sabotage us. He's hated me from the get-go. You've put me in a very difficult position, Arian. I know, Mr. Rand, and... You may refer to me as Mahatma. Mahatma, I don't know what to say. You can Half of our viewership is demanding that we cancel your show. Our staff are getting death threats. My family are getting death threats. And worst of all, I'm getting a lot of flack from the hill. I can't imagine what you must be going through, Mahatma. No matter what the left or the Constitution may have you believe, this is a Christian nation, Aryan. And this nation, despite its radical devotion to free speech, cannot tolerate a verbal attack on the Lord Jesus Christ. In my defense, I didn't attack Jesus. I, I just said that the Korean depiction of him was unreasonably muscular. That's it. That bit was fortified with profanity. It was sacrilege. You even said, and I quote, if Korean Jesus were that ripped, he wouldn't have gotten crucified. He'd be doing lunges with the cross. Lunges with the cross? Maybe that was a bit over the line. That clip is getting millions of views by the hour. Your little gig at the president's military parade is the only thing standing between you and immediate termination. This is ridiculous. I wouldn't be under this much scrutiny if I were white. Maybe so, but therein lies the solution. What do I do? You're going to go to that military parade. You're going to beg for forgiveness. And you're going to deliver the funniest stand-up set of all time on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. I can do that. And you're going to say that Jesus was a white man. What? You know it has to be done. Forgive me, but what does that have to do with anything? Alt Jira, Aranik, the eternal creator of the world and humankind in Aboriginal culture. He is half man, half emu, with red Martian skin. He lives in the land of the sky, through which the Milky Way, a cosmic river, flows infinitely. Understanding a culture's concept of divinity is the key to evangelization. And from there, the completion of the colonial project. The point of no return, where the brown-skinned natives abandon their previous existence, choosing enlightenment over ignorance. So the Christian missionaries told the Aboriginals, your Altijira is very similar to our God. 
Our God may not have red skin, our God may not be half emu, but our God is more godly than yours. Pretty soon, meaning of the word changed. The name for the Christian God, God the Almighty Father, became Altagir. We're so arrogant, aren't we? I was enthralled by America when I first arrived here from down under. The anger, the passion, the belief that you wielded the fate of humankind itself. It seduced me. I became a citizen in 1985. And very soon after, I uncovered this culture's concept of divinity. Your Algeria. It's purity. Purity in all its forms. Pure freedom, pure communities, pure sex, pure women, pure children. So from there, I proselytized America. <coughs> Jesus of Nazareth knows no race, no color. He's a hero, a folk legend. Every culture has one and every culture's Jesus looks like them. We want our saviour to look like us, to be one of us, to know our struggle intimately, and then rise against it, staying the forces of evil for all eternity. In this land of the free, the home of the brave, Jesus was, is, and always will be a white man. What the fuck are you? And what <laughs> what gives you the right? <laughs> well, it always goes back to our boyhood, doesn't it? In school, I ran for president of the student union and I lost to a very popular boy. So I started a couple of rumors about him and pretty soon he had no friends. It was immature of me, I felt bad, but what I learned proved invaluable. There is no point in running for office, real power is concentrated elsewhere. It's all around us, in the air, like oxygen. I'm just like you, Arian. I'm a storyteller. Only my story is worth billions. It's a big difference. True, but that's nothing compared to the intangibles that I own. I own thoughts, perspectives, discussions. I've cemented myself in the brains of humanity. They may have the stone pillars and nuclear codes, but I am the decision to vote, the decision to love or hate someone. I am fear, I am pride, I create what's right and what's wrong, and I am beholden to no one. So why retire? Why golf? 
Why waste away in Sarasota when I can write history from this room just because I feel like it? Are you like Satan or something? Your story is tearing our country apart, not to mention jeopardizing the future of life on this planet. Ah, yes. The end of days. Arian, don't you see? I'm not Satan. I'm Kalki, the tenth and final avatar, here to guide us out of the darkness and to usher in the Satya Yuga, the new era of psychological imperialism. And when the rapture comes on that day of days, I'll be gone. My family and I have tickets to Mars. I am beyond the polity, and I've done everything I've done to survive the state of nature. Don't disappoint me. I have one ticket left.